This is the RevOps Recruiters Podcast, Episode 20, Characteristics for a Successful CRO and RevOps Partnership. David, good morning, man. Good morning, Adam. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Doing well. I'm excited to be back. Yeah, I hear you. School's back, right? Yep. Hit some traffic on the way in this morning? I felt it. I was like, why is there stop and go traffic? Oh, that's right. I know. It's that time. Our kids, we got school supplies all over the house. Things are everywhere trying to get ready for back to school. It's just crazy. It comes around so quickly. That's right. So, well, man, excited to be here. Just want to welcome everybody to the podcast again. This is the RevOps Recruiters Podcast, and our mission is to provide insights and best practices around finding, hiring, and retaining top revenue operations talent. You got it. You got it. We're your hosts, David and Adam. Yeah. So what are we going to jump into today, David? What are we talking about? Today, we're going to explore the relationship between the CRO and the RevOps leader. We've observed many different scenarios. We've seen the good, the bad, um, misalignment, right? It's so critical to hire the right person in both of those roles to make that relationship really accelerate. Um, And so that's what we're going to talk about. Awesome. um, Today. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. Before we jump in there, though, we, we brought something to the show the last couple of weeks, and yeah. the, the limerick. The limerick. And, you know, I don't know if it's a win or a loss, but it feels like two games played and that's it. I feel like it kind of ran its course. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, anybody listening, if you feel like, hey, man, that's that was the highlight of the podcast. <laughs> the best one, thing you guys have done the, in a long time. <laughs> exactly. The best thing you put together is a limerick that ChatGPT wrote for you. <laughs> So if, if you want that to come back, let us know. Otherwise, we feel like two games played, wins, losses, we're not sure, but but no more in the game. So, R.I.P. So we're R. just going to jump right over uh, right over that for now. So That's right. I love this. We'll dive into the relationship, CRO, RevOps. But before we kind of go into some of those characteristics that we're going to talk about, help define these two roles for us. So let's start with the CRO. When, when we say CRO, what does that role entail? How, do we, how would you define that? Yeah. I think of the the chief revenue strategist of the company, right? Someone, the executive that is the champion of all revenue activities. And so they're overseeing and optimizing all revenue generating activities in a company that includes marketing to sales, to success, renewals, product, anything that, that, that touches that, that where any revenue generating activity really. And, uh, and that is, strategy and operations so they oversee both yeah um to be able to actually achieve the 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 outcome that's great and so now it makes sense if they're also over the operations side so let's define that revops leader function like what how would we we talk about it a lot but let's go ahead and put a definition around it today yeah in in the in the most simplest form it is it is the backbone to the go-to-market strategist and so i think of it as the entire blueprint behind all all revenue Mm -hmm. and so that is you know we think of the RevOps system as uh, technology process data and people and so it's really operationalizing uh, the strategy and and executing against it sure and making it come alive and so that includes driving driving efficiency right across processes and really making that customer journey seamless Got it. No, that's so, great. So we've got a good definition of what the CRO title looks like, what the RevOps title looks like. And you alluded to this earlier in the conversation, but we've had the 
fortunate opportunity, in some cases, unfortunate opportunity of observing the relationship between CROs and RevOps leaders. Yeah. And so what we're going to attempt today is to really unpack some of those characteristics that we've seen that make for a strong relationship between these two. Yeah. So let's jump right into it. I think one of the first ones that we see is just this idea of trust between these two individuals, the CRO and the RevOps leader. So when we say trust, what exactly does that look like? What does that mean to you? Yeah. Yeah. We, we think about this, this relationship and in this relationship, trust is one of the, one of the key ingredients. And, and that's, that comes through supporting and valuing the other, right? Both of these roles are SMEs, you know, subject matter experts. You've got a chief strategist, and then you've got the RevOps leader who we're wanting to bring into this advisory role, right? That is this whole journey of elevating RevOps, not just as a back office role, but recognizing that both of them bring something extremely valuable to the table. And and if we can unite those two things, the strategy and the execution, that's when the magic happens. And so trust comes from appreciating each other, right? Appreciating each other's efforts. And that builds a, a healthy business culture, right? Because if you model that, that ripples through the organization. Yeah. Um, Open communication, another big part of that, you know, these two having the ability to communicate with each man. other. So what are those, some of the dive in a little deeper under that open communication side? Yeah, it, it's, it's really working through really difficult moments in a business. You know, there's the mountaintop experiences, but then there's moments where you have to have tough conversations, right? And, and you have to lay aside your own uh, emotions, your own insecurities, your own whatever, right? Lay that aside and focus on something objectively. And that is, rooted in data and insights and 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 so you know open communication it 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 really builds respect and uh and a key ingredient there is humility yeah and so um i think a great leader is a humble leader Mm. and 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 so in order to get this trust in order to get this open communication um we have to be they both have to be extremely humble individuals and then being open to feedback right I mean, that's, that's a very difficult thing, but it's, it's the only way forward. You have to be able to welcome that feedback. You have to have those, you have to be able to listen to someone else's perspective, right? And allow someone else to challenge it, right? But then the other person has to be open to that coming back too. Yeah. And, uh, and, and getting to that win-win is so critical in this, in this relationship. Yeah. I I love that you say relationship there because really that's what this is, right? If you think about any relationship, whether it's a significant other, whether it's a good friend, the reality is, is at some point in that relationship, it's great when everything's good and you're both on the same page, but at some point you're going to come to a position where there's differing ideas. And if you come to it with trust first, that's when you can work through the challenges that are there. If you don't have trust, that's when things begin to break down in that relationship. And data is really the ingredient in being able to come together in a health in a in a good objective way right if you're just coming together with subjective uh you know with a subjective mindset and and saying hey no that you're wrong no i'm wrong because i'm feeling this or you're feeling this now let's put the feelings aside let's let's look at what is the data saying right you've proposed this thing i'm bringing you this thing that's rooted in data let's work through it and, and be able to get to the bottom of what is the truth here. 
Yeah, that makes um, sense. So. Well, let's go ahead and let's actually jump into that idea there. So you've already kind of opened that up around objectivity, data, the importance of that. So we think one of the one of the important re- components of these relationships is being objective towards what the data is saying. So when we say that, what does that mean for you? Unpack objectivity a little bit as a as a part of this relationship. Yeah, it's it's really the the confidence and trust in the data, right? And that's in a lot of ways if you think about it, that's the crux of a revenue revenue operations leader's success is can you put the 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 truthful insights, actionable insights in front of someone, in front of business leaders, in front of the CRO, right? If that if that's not happening, it it immediately <laughs> breaks down the confidence mm. in in your ability. Right. Um, and so really, you know, getting, getting rid of that emotion, uh, I keep coming back to that, you know, decision-making, we have a, an entire C-suite that has all these different, you know, emotions and, and ideas and things they want, things they think should be done this way. Right. Comfort, comfort's another thing. And, and really, Getting into conversations, getting everyone together, and going, what is here's the data, and that's 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 what we're talking about, right? That's the true value of of this relationship is coming in and saying, here's where you want to go, here's here's the growth goal, here's where the business wants to go. Let's talk about what what is the data actually saying about our customers? Yeah, yeah. And um, I like so. th- I like that because you know, we've observed situations where maybe one of those leaders really trusts the data and works from a position of saying, I want to use data to drive insights. But maybe the other one is saying, well, I I don't know that I can trust this data. And so I want to operate off a gut feel, or I want to operate off of kind of the emotional side of things. And so the perfect scenario is when we see both of them saying, hey, we trust the data, we believe the data is valid. And if it's we're going to use data to validate our successes, the things that we're moving forward in, and we're also going to trust the data to expose our failures or expose our weaknesses. And we're okay with that because we can trust the data. And so having objectivity versus subjectivity is such a big part of this relationship. And it doesn't always feel good, right? I mean, I mean, you think about this in the rest of your life and, and really in life in general, right? Good things usually are hard to attain and and there's there's a level of discomfort that you have to be okay with to yeah. get to that result losing weight right getting in shape um uh, my alarm went off at 4 30 this morning getting that up didn't early. feel good uh right. choosing to eat something healthy versus something that just tastes good right that doesn't always feel good yeah. but those are going to what are going to drive me towards the goals that i want of being healthy overall right yeah and that's why when we're talking about you know achieving a RevOps transformation and, you know, a big part of that is laying down that, right? It's organizations that are stuck in comfort and that are change averse that tend to have a hard time with revenue operations. Yeah. Right. You have to, you have to humble yourself (laughs) across the board. And, uh, so that's so critical. Yeah, for sure. Well, now that you've even mentioned that, I want to I want to move down and let's have that conversation. So one of the things that we put down as a characteristic between these is just that adaptability and curiosity. So yeah. this idea of change is okay, but yeah. let's unpack that. What does yeah. that actually mean? What are we talking about when we say adaptable and curious and yeah. curious? Yeah, words that come to mind: scrappy, agile, nimble, 
the ability to pivot based on data, right? And mm-hmm. that's that's the caution here is that doesn't mean cha- you know chasing every shiny object, right? Every new tool really quickly, right? I found something, let's apply it. No, this is where you hit the pause button. Again, both leaders come together and go, what are we trying to achieve here? What does that customer journey look like? And does this actually fit and enable us to continue to grow? Does it maximize something? Does it unlock a new growth level, right? And uh, and and so really that curiosity is something innate, right? It You have to be obsessed with constantly wanting to improve, constantly wanting to find the better way. Yeah. And, and that's in both of these roles. We truly believe that. Yeah. Um, that can't just be the RevOps leader or, or, yeah, or vice versa. One of them, right? You've got to have both of them believing in that. It's part of the DNA. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so, you know, a big part of this is building, building that type of culture in, a, in an organization. And, and we believe the CRO and the RevOps leader spearhead that, that yeah. transformation. And so constantly looking at how can we do things better coming up with new ways to to improve the offering, to improve processes, to improve technology across the entire system with the business objective and, and long-term goals in mind. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think there's also added to that, I'd, I'd say there's this ability to know the difference between course corrections and change of directions. Yeah. So you need both of those in a business. But if you're changing direction every day or every week, people are going to say, well, where are we actually going? It doesn't seem like there's a cohesive vision here. But if you're not making any course corrections at all, and you're not saying, okay, what did we learn new this week or this month from our data that will help us make slight adjustments so we continue chasing the same goal that we're going after? So a good leader is going to know the difference between those two and apply the right one at the right time. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. Let's talk about another characteristic that we've seen that's been kind of powerful, and that's this idea of just constant collaboration. You know, these roles, they have to be side by side. They've got to be in each other's ears, having conversations. So when we say constant collaboration, what do we mean by that? Yeah, it's, it's a symbiotic relationship. The CRO and the RevOps leader, they go hand in hand, right? One can't really go with the, uh, without the other. Mm. Uh, if we think about RevOps and what RevOps is trying to achieve, they have to be together in step, locked in step. And, uh, and so you have to work together closely, right? In order to not miss anything, in order to continue to drive forward the, the, the goal. Um, and so that includes regular communication, right? A regular cadence, when we talk to when we talk to candidates, you know, we we hear this oftentimes that there there wasn't really that open door. Mm. There there wasn't really a good cadence. So breakdown of communication equals lack of trust equals it's it's a ripple effect, right? It can be it can waterfall really quickly. And so having that open door policy, at least regular um, um, intentional meetings to connect um, weekly or even even daily standups. Are, are great, right? Depending on the growth stage of your business too. Yeah, Obviously yeah. that affects it, but yeah. I mean, we've um, heard CROs say, listen, this person is the person I'm talking to more than almost anyone else in the organization. Yeah. I'm talking to them daily because yeah. they're helping me understand what is the data showing us? What do we need to adjust? What needs to be communicated? All those things, right? The CRO is coming into, into that war room and is going and is, and is, really wanting to drive change which which is a high risk 
role. I mean, you're coming in and you're about to disrupt some things, right? You're, you're coming in and the only way that you can properly do that without ruining re your reputation, putting your neck on the line is through proper data that's delivered through RevOps. Sure. And so those actionable insights enable those conversations to be able to influence stakeholders and drive the mission forward. Yeah. So it's mission critical. Yeah, it's a chief of sure. staff. Chief of staff. We've heard people say that, yeah. CROs say that, I see this person as my chief of staff. What do they, what do they mean by that? Yeah, they really make things happen, right? They keep keep the motion. They okay. keep the motion going. So, you know, leading teams, right, on, on the operational side, um, socializing ideas, right? Coming together with that CRO and going, here's what we want to do. This is what it's going to look like from a from an ex execution perspective, from a tactical perspective, from an infrastructure perspective, socializing that down and driving value uh, in the lower chains, right? Because everybody has to be in. So driving that adoption—that that's what it's—that's what it's all about. It, adoption. I keep coming back to this. It's it's really the crux, right? If we're if 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 the whole organization is not bought into it, and actually taking the steps, right? Adopting the new change, adopting those processes, putting in the right data into this uh, simplistic, sure. putting the right data in, then it's not going to work. Sure. There's no way. Yeah. Um, and so it, you're uniting people, um, building culture through that as well. And um, and that's what we call collaboration. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I love that you talked about chief of staff here because that relationship doesn't work unless we have this next ingredient that we're going to talk about, which is this whole idea of alignment. If these two, two, these two people, yeah. the CRO and the RevOps leader, if they're not on the same page, if they're not aligned then you can't have the trust that's going to allow that RevOps leader to be like a chief of staff to the CRO. Yeah. So if we've got alignment, let's talk about what that looks like. What yeah. does alignment between those two roles look like? Yeah, you, you think, of, think about alignment. I think about the very, you start at the very top. You're coming into an organization. What are you trying to get, get, get a pulse on? Vision. Okay. What is the vision of this business? What is the three to five year, right? Where are we today and where are we trying to go? And and where's our target today? Where are we pointed mm. in trying to achieve this goal? And is that feasible? Sure. Right? Doing the initial assessment. And so the alignment there is critical between RevOps and, and the CRO because they, they do it did do that part together. Yeah. The next thing it, it trickles down from vision down to goals. In order to support the vision. What's the most important thing right now? Yeah. So establishing the goals. Yeah, because right? we can't tackle everything, right? Exactly. We can't fix everything. So yep. what's the most important things that we right. can be focused on right now? Exactly. And are we on the same page with those things? That's right. And then it trickles down to KPIs and metrics. Sure. What do we measure? And yep. this is the beauty of it, right? This is where RevOps comes in and, and we can build the data structure to be able to measure mm. and, and provide truth, provide this true north. And, and then communication, alignment and communication, getting that one language in the organization is so important, right? Um, staying on the same page, driving towards the same goal, communication, cadence, it's, it's a key ingredient. Yeah, and we've seen, uh, we've had other CROs tell us, hey, listen, this person, 
I need them to be able to step into meetings for me if I'm not able to be there. If that if that CRO is normally leading a meeting with the go-to-market team leaders, and for some reason they're unavailable, if they're aligned, then that's that RevOps leader can step right Absolutely. in. They've got the same language, same vision, same goals, same KPIs, and they're able to communicate that. And so that's yeah. where that relationship just becomes so, so powerful. So the last thing that we want to talk about here, kind of last characteristic, and this is one that we, we love, we love this one because yeah. it's so important, but just the idea of just high, I, excuse me, high EQ, emotional intelligence, able to just read a room, know what's going on, unpack that for us. What do we mean by this high EQ? You said IQ as well. So I will say <laughs> IQ as well. Um, but yes, EQ, uh, we think about, you know, the emotional intelligence side of, you know, the change management side of the skill set. And that's that's really what we're passionate about, right? Because it rounds out, it, it really helps get that adoption, right? It helps get the transformation underway, um, navigating those complex relationships, um, keeping calm under pressure. Mm. That is such <laughs> an important skill set, right? Yeah. If you're a bull in a china shop, you're never going to be a successful leader in either of these roles. You have to be able to stay calm, calculated, right? Have that aptitude and and be able to do that inner battle. Yeah. That's what it takes. Yeah. If somebody tells you something extremely difficult and your emotions start to flare up or your 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 you know your mind is trying to dictate your behaviors, take hitting the pause button internally and calming down that is such a major part of this um and then pull versus push right how do you influence others in an organization that is change averse it's through value presenting roi right helping people see why what they do matters and how they could potentially do it better and how that affects them and doing that all the way from the c-suite down to and this is where RevOps helps right all the way down to the bottom bottom tier in the organization sure. And, and then empathy. I mean, empathy, yeah. we need, all of us need more empathy, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, being able to see somebody else's side and affirming, sure. right? Of being able to say, hey, look, I see your, I see your side that. validating that, yeah. right? Validating their experience and, you know, not overwhelming them, but being able to have good conversations around what, what is truth here, what is, and, and just, Constantly being aware of the other person's experience. Yeah. That takes an outer, that, that can't just be in you, right? You have to be able to see this other person. Yeah. Um, so you're people focused. Sure. You're, you know, both of these roles have to be really good humans. So you're right? saying that this RevOps role is not just about the data. Hey, I'm just going to sit here beside, behind a spreadsheet. Right. No, they've got to be able to be in oh, front of people and yeah. influencing and have all these same characteristics as well. Absolutely. You know, people, I mean, that, that's what it comes down to ultimately, right? Is you can implement all these things, but if you're not building that healthy culture, um, and, and focused on getting, getting people to get to the next level, helping people get to the next level, caring for people deeply, seeing them, validating them and, and, and championing and, um, shepherding them, you cannot achieve your ultimate goal. Yeah. That's great. David, these have been fantastic. So real quick, kind of as we wrap up, I'm just going to recap of these. So we talked about these are the characteristics that we see in good relationships that work between a CRO 
and a revenue operations leader is when they both have these things. They have trust for each other. They, they operate from objectivity rather than subjectivity, right? They trust data. They're adaptable and they're curious. So they're looking for how can we make things better? They're in constant collaboration with each other. They're com- communicating all the time. They have alignment on what is being said, what they're chasing, what they're going after, and then they both possess a high level of EQ. And those are the characteristics. When we see those things, that's a winning relationship. Right. When you're missing those, gets dicey. And when they're not there at all, probably not going to work. Right. So, man, this is great, David. I appreciate great. all your thoughts on this. I think this is going to add a lot of value. Absolutely, Adam. Cool. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the RevOps Recruiters Podcast. If you found the information in this episode helpful, please consider subscribing. You can do that on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, if you have comments or suggestions for future podcasts, we'd love to hear them. Please put those in the comments section on YouTube. Finally, if you're looking to hire your first or next RevOps leader, we'd love to help. You can connect with us through our website at www.revsearch.io. Thanks again for listening.